yeah good good afternoon once more so um thank you for tuning in live uh what happened is i was coming live from a friend of jesus but what i noticed is that um there are those who have not yet subscribed to a friend of jesus so they um were not able to watch so what i had to do was to switch quickly to this um, page of mine and then um, we can continue all right so um, once more, good afternoon. I thank you for taking the time to join us. And um, this is indeed Pastor Tadala. And um, we are going to have a wonderful time sharing the word of God to you. So um, Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, I thank you for your people, your sons and daughters who are listening and who are watching. My Lord, as we are sharing the word, I pray that Father, may you encourage and empower them in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, the beauty of you, O oh God, is when I look at the trees, when I look at vegetation, when I look at creation, I see your beauty. When I look at mankind, his knowledge and ability, I see you, O oh God. When I look at the nature, water, when I look at the rain, when I look at the clouds, when I look at the sky, when I feel the air blowing, when I hear the birds singing, when I see the fish in the sea, when I look at every animal, every pet, Lord God on earth, when I look at every creature, my Father, I see your glory, O Creator. And so, my God, I say thank you, O Father, for you are good and you are great. You are God, my Lord, who has given wisdom and knowledge to man, that man has knowledge man has wisdom man has understanding and it is all because of you lord i now understand your word when it says that we were created in your likeness and in your image i now understand when your word says that indeed we are yours my god for the characters the similarities are all there I say thank you, O oh God, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ this afternoon. And Lord, as the word is being ministered, thank you, Lord. I have no doubt that this word, my Father, is going to change the lives of your people. This word is going to empower your people. This word is going to transform your people. This word is going to uplift your people. This word is going to comfort. This word is going to guide. This word is going to bring peace in the families of your people in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, if those who are in the ministry are struggling, my Lord, for whatever reason, this is the very word, my Lord, that is about to bring direction in the name of Jesus Christ. Receive the praise. Receive the honor. In Jesus' mighty name, I pray. Amen. So once more, thank you and you are welcome. Uh, let me ask you that please share this. You can share it on a friend of Jesus. Share it on your personal pages. Share it um, to others. Invite people. Share it on different platforms because this is the word of God. And it is the message that God has given me for you today. All right. And um, the, the message that I am here to teach on today is on a title, If Not God, Then Who? Praise the Lord. If Not God, Then Who? Hallelujah. Let me repeat that. The message today is, If Not God, Then Who? Hallelujah. So this is more of a question that is coming into your spirit, a question that is coming into your life. A question that is coming into your family, a question that is coming into your destiny, a question that is coming in your marriage, a question that is coming in every relationship, a question that is coming over all areas of your life. And the question is saying, if not God, then who? Hallelujah. Listen to this statement. Now, as you know by now, every time before I come and share the word of God, there is always a statement that the Lord gives me in relation to the message and the statement for this message is as follows. There are individuals who don't believe that there is God. Then there are those who are not fully convinced that indeed there is God. So you have got people or a group or a category of people who don't believe that there is God at all. 
Then you have got a second category or a second group or a second class of people who don't uh, are fully uh, uh, who are not yet fully convinced that there is God. So partly they believe, but partly they don't. And then the third category, some are just wondering if Christ really died and rose from the dead by the Holy Spirit. So you have got people who believe that there is God, but at the same time, they do not believe in Jesus Christ. At the same time, they have got many questions that they are asking about Jesus Christ. They are wondering if Christ Jesus was indeed the Son of God, is indeed the Son of God. They are wondering if Jesus Christ was indeed killed and raised on the third day by the Holy Spirit. They are wondering if indeed Jesus has power and authority. They are wondering if indeed in the name of Jesus you can be saved. They are wondering if indeed the name of Jesus has power to change, power to uplift, power to, to transform. Hallelujah. And listen to this. Then there are the ones who question tongues, prayer, faith, miracles, and everything about Christianity. So you have got a certain category of individuals who may believe that there is God, who may believe that there is Jesus Christ, but when it comes to miracles, they have got questions. When it comes to testimonies, they have got questions. When it comes to signs and wonders, they have got questions. When it comes to someone or anyone speaking with other tongues, speaking in the language of the Spirit, they have questions. When it comes to the dynamics or how Christianity is all about, how it works, they have got questions. When it comes to the Bible, to the Word of God, they have got questions. When it comes to ministry, you know, speaking about a pastor, an apostle, a prophet, an evangelist, a teacher of the Word, they have got questions. When it comes to the church, they have got questions. Hallelujah. So they believe in God. They believe in Christ Jesus but they have got questions about the functionality of the church. Praise the Lord. Let's go to the book of Isaiah chapter 44. Remember, if not God, then who? If not God, then who? Isaiah chapter 44, I'll read from verse 6. Praise the Lord. Isaiah chapter 44, verse 6, the Bible reads, this is what the Lord says, Israel's King and Redeemer, the Lord of heaven's armies. I am the first and the last. There is no other God. Verse number seven. Who is like me? Let him step forward and prove to you his power. Let him do as I have done since ancient times when I established a people and explained its future. Verse 8, do not tremble, do not be afraid. Did I not proclaim my purposes for you long ago? You are my witnesses. Is there any other God? Verse number, that's the end of verse number 8. No, there is no other rock, not one. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for the reading of the scripture. This is the word that is living, active, sharper than any two-edged sword according to your word. This is the word according to the book of John that nothing was created that was created without this word. This is the word that was there in the beginning throughout time and is there now and it will be until the end. This is the word that is life in itself. This is the word that has the power to change. Lord, I bless you that God as we teach, as we expound, as we give examples, 
Thank you for Lord the Holy Spirit. You are here with us to transform and to give us wisdom and understanding. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Now listen, we are looking at um, the book of Isaiah. Hallelujah. And we are reading verse number 44. We started from um, chapter 44, verse 6 to 8. And when you are reading these verses from the book of Isaiah chapter 44, it is a passage where God is asking some questions. Where God is saying that, listen, that is, this is the Lord, well, this is what the Lord says, who is the King and the Redeemer, the Lord of the heavens armies. And God is saying in his word that I am the first and the last, there is no other God. Now, God is making a declaration, God is challenging mankind, that is there any other God except me? God is challenging men, God is challenging women, God is challenging families, God is challenging nations, God is challenging the entire universe, and in his challenge, he is saying, is there any other God except me? And God is saying, is there anyone who can be compared to me? Is there any God who has authority like me? Is there any God who has power like me? Hallelujah. And he is challenging to say, if there is indeed any God whom you claim is like me, if there is indeed any God you claim can do what I do, then let him step forward. Hallelujah. God is posing a challenge. God is presenting a challenge. And he's saying, if you have anyone whom you regard as a God, if you have anyone whom you regard, anyone whom you claim, anyone who you say is a God, anyone whom you feel is a God, anyone whom you feel has authority and the power, anyone whom you feel can give life, Anyone whom you feel can provide the destinies. Anyone whom you feel when you pray and you call unto his name, he can answer you. Anyone whom you feel can heal you. Anyone whom you feel can cure your disease or your sicknesses. Anyone whom you feel can empower you. Anyone whom you feel can transform you. Anyone whom you feel can do the impossible. Then let him step forward and show his power. Hallelujah. God is posing a challenge to you and I today, to the whole universe, to all the churches, to all families, all nations. And he's saying, if you know that there is anyone like me, then let him step forward. If there is an image, if there is a power, if there is a spirit, if there is a force, if there is anything that can change life, if there is anything that can give life, then let it come forward. Now, here God is saying, whether you are Islam, whether you are Hindu, whether you are Buddhism, whether you are a Christian, whatever belief, whether you are an atheist or you are part of the Scientology, whatever your belief system is, God is bringing a challenge today. He is saying, let that belief step forward and prove that indeed it is a God. He is saying, if you claim that any of these forces, any of these powers, any of these images can give life, then let them step forward and prove themselves. Hallelujah. Now, there is a story in the Bible that speaks about the prophet Elijah and the prophets, uh, the, the prophets of Baal. Hallelujah. Now, what happened was there was a challenge, an event. 
Hallelujah. Where the servant of God, Elijah, came. And when he heard of what was happening in the land, he said, listen, we have to have a competition because it is too much now. Praise the Lord. There are so many gods, so many forces, so many powers who are claiming that they are gods. And let us have a contest. And in this contest, we are going to call on our gods. And any God that is going to answer by fire, then that God is going to be praised and worshipped. And the Bible says when this took place, Elijah said to the prophet of Baal, that listen, you go first and call unto your gods. Hallelujah. Now remember, we are talking about if not God, then who? And the Bible says what happened is uh, the prophets of Baal began to call unto their God. They began to call unto their master. They began to call unto their savior. They began to call unto the, the, this God whom they believed had authority. And the word of God says they began in the morning and the entire day they were calling unto his name and there was a total silence. And they reached a point where they started to cut themselves because their God was silent. Excuse me. And Elijah began to mock them. Praise the Lord. He said, listen, maybe your God is sleeping. Maybe your God has gone away. Call unto him louder. Maybe scream louder. He's going to hear you. Hallelujah. Maybe he is busy. He is occupied. Call unto him. And the Bible says it reached until evening and the God of the prophets of Baal were still silent. Hallelujah. Up until the moment when Elijah said, listen, you have had your time. Let me take my turn. Praise the Lord. And when he stepped forward, Elijah instructed the people to say, pour water unto the place of sacrifice. Pour water unto the wood. Hallelujah. And after the water was poured, then the Bible says, Elijah called unto the name of God of Israel. And the Bible says, God answered by fire. And the, 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 you know, the entire water was swallowed up. And there was a great fire that ate the sacrifice, the wood and everything. Hallelujah. Now today we are looking at Isaiah chapter 44. And God is asking a question. He is saying, if you are saying that you have got a healer, let him step forward and let him prove that he can heal. If you are claiming that you have got a redeemer, then let him step forward and redeem you. If you are claiming that there is another savior other than Jesus Christ, let this savior step forward and save you. If you are claiming that you have got another God who has authority and power, who can heal, who can change a God of love, a God of creation, then let him step forward and prove himself. Praise the Lord. If not God, then who? Now, this is what I have realized. Hallelujah. If you are saying, I love nature, I love going to the ocean, I love water, can I remind you or can I shock you? The creator of that water is God himself. If not God, then who? If you are saying, oh, I love bird seeing, you know, there are people who do what we call bird watching. They take binoculars and they go watch the different species of bird, birds. Hallelujah. And there are so many different types of birds. And can I surprise you? The creator, the maker of all those birds is God himself. If not God, then who? If you are sitting there, you are watching, you are listening, and you are saying, Wow, no, I work so hard and I've you know acquired wealth. I work so hard and I you know I've been promoted. Can I remind you that the Bible says it is God who gives you the power, the strength to make wealth? If not God, then who? 
If you are there and you are saying, no, I have been healed. You know, I was diagnosed with a terminal illness and now the illness has disappeared because the doctors performed an operation. Can I surprise you? The Bible says, by my stripes you were healed. This is Jesus. He said through the stripes that he was whipped on the cross, you were healed already. So it is not new. It is not uh, by coincidence. It is not credit to a medical doctor or a scientist. It is not credit to the medication, but it is the work of Jesus Christ. If not God, God, then who? Hallelujah. Now, listen to these statements. I, I want you to pay attention, all right? So, so God is saying, uh, uh, let him do as I have done since ancient times. This is verse number seven. Let him do as I have done in ancient times when I established a people and explained his future. Now, God is saying to you and I that not only has God created man, not only did God form the universe, not only did God put things into place, but God is taking a step further by saying, I explained the future of people a long time ago. So when your life is falling into place, when you are experiencing things that are new in your life, when you are walking through a path where you cannot explain how you are being blessed, when you cannot explain how you are sustained in your family, when you cannot explain where your finances are coming from, when you cannot explain how you are being favored by people, when you cannot explain how you got your promotion, when you cannot explain how you got your clients, when you cannot explain how is it that your wife still loves you, when you cannot explain how your husband Husband still appreciate you. When you cannot explain how God has blessed you with a child. When you cannot explain how people regard you as someone important in society. Understand that God is saying, I established this in the beginning. I wrote all of this in the beginning. Hallelujah. It is not a coincidence. It is not by chance. But I have planned it. If not God, then who? Listen to this. All right. There is a day. My, my, there is a day on which you will be expected to account for each moment you lived on earth. Let me repeat that statement. There is a day when you and I are going to have to account for each moment that we have lived on earth. Up to date, right? Up to today, the 25th of July, 2021, I have preached about 30 messages. All right. If you go on the different platforms, be it our YouTube channel, Facebook, on Anchor, uh, Spotify, iTunes, whatever platform, you are going to find about 30 messages plus. Praise the Lord. Now, I have been teaching on different subjects that God has been giving me to teach you. Praise the Lord. And these have been awesome messages, but today's message has got a question that is so tough. And in this question, he's saying, if not God, then who? Hallelujah. Because we have reached a point where, you know, we are beginning to take credit or think that maybe we are special. Maybe we know better. Maybe we are just wise. Maybe we are intelligent. Maybe we know too much. Maybe we pray a lot. Maybe we have got a lot of faith. That's why things are happening. But I am here to say to you, if not God, then who is responsible? Because someone has to be responsible. Hallelujah. You call it a chance, but I am here to say to you that there is God who is responsible. And listen to these statements, right? As you are enjoying in life, understand that you are going to be accountable for your life. As you are busy celebrating, whatever form of celebration that you are busy with, understand that you are going to be accountable before God. 
As you are busy prophesying, every prophecy you are telling, when you are busy telling people, thus says the Lord, the Lord has told me this, the Lord has told me that. I had a dream about you. I had a vision about you. Understand that you are going to be accountable for those words before God. When you are busy preaching like me, when you are busy teaching the word of God, understand that there is a day when you are going to be accountable before God. You are going to have to answer before God. When you are busy making declarations, telling people that declare that I am saved, declare that I am free, declare that I am blessed, declare that I am healed, declare that I am prosperous, declare that I am more than a conqueror, declare all those declarations that you are busy telling people or making, understand that a day will come when you are going to be accountable for those declarations. When you're busy living your best life, hallelujah, when you're going around and saying, I am enjoying my life, I am enjoying my family, I am enjoying my wealth, I am enjoying the fruits of my labor, I am enjoying my hard work, all of that is sweet, yes, it's good here on earth. But understand that a day is going to come when you have to be accountable before God when you're busy having your best life. Here's another one, when you're busy getting married. Hallelujah. Whether you are marrying or you're getting married, understand that a time will come when you're going to be accountable in what was happening in that marriage. As God has blessed you with the children, how you are raising them, hallelujah, the, 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 the principles that you are busy teaching them, all the lessons that you are busy putting into their life, understand that a day is going to come when you are going to be accountable for those children. You have to answer before God, what is it that you taught these children? What is it that you instilled into these children? What form of discipline, what form of life lessons did you give these children? You are going to have to be accountable. When you are busy working, when you are busy running your business, when you are busy conducting all sorts of deals, understand that a day is going to come when you are going to be accountable for what you have been doing. Praise the Lord. Now, the message is simple. Hallelujah. Life does not end here. Praise the Lord. Whether you are a believer or a non-believer, whether you are Islam or you are Christian, whether you are Hindu or Buddha, whether you are a Scientologist or you are a biologist or you are an atheist, whatever religion, whatever belief you follow, two things are common. Hallelujah. Number one is birth. Regardless of your religion, regardless of your belief, regardless of your culture, regardless of your nationality, one common factor that we have as mankind is birth. The way children are born is common everywhere. It has to go through a woman. It has to be a woman that must carry this child and give birth. And the second common factor that we have as a people is the death. Hallelujah. Whether you are black, whether you are white, whether you are African, whether you are European, whether you are Asian, whether you are Australian, whether you are American, North, South, irrespective of where you are from, irrespective of your skin color, irrespective of the tongue of the language, irrespective of your nationality, another common factor that we have as a people is death. Hallelujah. Death is common to all people. 
It's not about the money you have. It's not about whether you are a pastor or a prophet. It's not about whether you pray a lot. It's not about whether the amount of money you give. It's not about whether you are a tither or a non-tither. It's not about whether you go to church a lot or you don't go to church. It's not about how much prayer you offer. It's not about how much faith you have. It's not about how best you think you are as a person. But one thing that is common, a second common factor to all mankind is death. Hallelujah. All of us are going to go through that. So as you are living your life here on earth, I want you to be reminded, I want you to be mindful that there will be a day when you are going to leave this earth. Hallelujah. Now listen, but while you are doing all these things, remember the small voice. Hallelujah. That God is watching. While you are doing everything on earth, while you are having a good time, while you are living your best life, while you are, whatever it is that you are doing, understand that there is a small voice, there is an eye, hallelujah, you are being watched by God, and you know, as God is watching, are you going to be ready the moment that he is going to ask you to leave the earth? Hallelujah. Listen to this important statement, my, as a believer, listen to this. People today have become so reliant on the servants of God. Prophets, apostles, evangelists, pastors, teachers of the word. Did, did, but did you know that you may not die or pass away while in church? Listen, let me repeat this again. This is a very important question. Most of us today are too reliant on the servants of God. We rely a lot on the pastors, on apostles, on the prophets, on evangelists, on teachers of the word. But can I shock you that you are not going to die while in church? If you are, then praise be to God. You are not going to die while praying. If you do, then praise be to God. You are not going to die while worshipping. If you do, then praise be to God. You are not going to die while you are busy watching a pastor preach, watching a pastor teach, watching a pastor or a prophet prophesy. If you do, then praise be to God. So when you are busy being too reliant on a servant of God, understand that all of us are going to die in different ways. Praise the Lord. Some are going to depart this earth while driving. Some are going to depart this earth while sleeping. Some are going to depart this earth while working. Some are going to depart this place, this earth while at school. Some while in their place of business. Some while in public transport. Hallelujah. There is different ways that people are going or they are departing this earth. So my question is, if not God, then who? Hallelujah. Because like I'm saying, a moment is going to come when we all have to give account of our life before our creator. Praise be to God. All of us have to go before him. The pastor is not going to stand and give account on your behalf. My wife is not going to give account on my behalf. I am not going to give an account on her behalf. You are not going to give account on behalf of your children. No. No, no, no. Your mother will not give account on your behalf, nor will your father do. It won't be your uncle, your aunt, or your grandmother, your cousin, your best friend. No. You are going to have to give account of your own life. If not God, then who? So whatever we are doing here on earth, as we are making each other happy, as we are celebrating, as we are praying, as we are preaching, everything that we may be doing on this beautiful planet earth, understand that a moment is going to come when you are going to be reliable. Now, 
Listen to this statement. Okay. As a church, right? As preachers, as servants of God, there is a saying that is common. Where we always say to people, when the Lord or when our Father calls us home. And that statement has an assumption that you are going to die while you are a believer. Hallelujah. If not God, then who? I am saying as pastors, as preachers, as servants of God, as believers, we have got a tendency where we say to people, when God calls me home or when God calls us home. It's a beautiful saying. It sounds sweet and it sounds good. But what I want to say to you is that is an assumption that indeed you are living according to the ways of God. Hallelujah. You are living in the right stand with God, which is what righteousness is all about. So that statement is an assumption or is based on an assumption that I am living a good life. You are living a good life based on the requirements of God. Praise the Lord. But I want you to understand that if it is not God, then who is responsible? If God has not healed you, then who has healed you? If God has not delivered you, then who has delivered you? If God has not promoted you, then who has promoted you? If God has not given you strength, then what is the source of your strength? If your wisdom is not of God, then what is the source of your wisdom? Praise the Lord, because there has to be a source. There has to be an origin. There has to be a beginning. There has to be a starting point. Praise be to God. Hallelujah. Mm, listen to this. God calibrated or set all mankind before birth. I love this statement. So what I'm saying is that when God formed you, when God created you, he calibrated your life. He set your life. He put everything in order. He put everything in line. He put everything into perspective. Praise the Lord. But what has happened is that in the course of time, you and I need recalibrating. I like that. So God calibrated you and I. He set you and I. He put things in order in you and I. Praise the Lord. But over time, in the course of time, in the process of time, what has happened is that things in us are no longer the same. Things among us are no longer the same. We are not looking at people as the creation of God. We are not looking at people as individuals who have been created in the likeness of God. We are no longer looking at people as those whom God has put his own breath into. We are looking at people in the eye of poverty. We are looking at people with an eye of hatred. We are looking at people with an eye of shame. We are looking at people with an eye of, of disgust. We are looking at people with an eye of hatred and no love. Hallelujah. But we are forgetting that it is God that created that individual the same way that he created you. Whether you feel that you are the most beautiful woman, whether you feel that you are the most handsome man, whether you feel that you are the most anointed person, whether you feel that you are the most blessed person, whether you feel that you are carrying wisdom or intelligence like Solomon did, but let me remind you that God still created the next person. Hallelujah. Even if you think people are not as intelligent as you are or as I, or, or as I am, but never be uh, cheated. It is still the same God that created all mankind. There is no man, no woman that has been created by any other force except God. Hallelujah. If not God, then who? 
So before we go and we point fingers, before we go and judge, remember that it is God that is the origin. Hallelujah. So I am saying we need to be reset today. Hallelujah. We need to allow the Holy Spirit to press the reset button in our lives. We need God to press the reset button in our families. We need God to, re to press the reset button in our ministries. We are looking at other ministries with a terrible eye that they are, the, they are sinners. We are looking at other churches that they are terrible. We are looking at other churches that they are not worshipping the true God. But has God shown you that? Has God communicated to you that indeed they are not believers like you? Has God communicated to you that that servant of God is a satanist? Has God communicated to you that that miracle is of the devil? If your answer is yes, then indeed you have got a right to say what you are saying. But if you have not been spoken to by God, I would like to say to you that refrain from pointing fingers because no one on earth has a right to judge anybody. Hallelujah! If not God, then who? I, I want you to take a moment and listen to that question. Listen to that statement. Take a moment. Listen to that question. Listen to that statement. If not God, then who? There is no man that walks around with three legs. But every man you see has got two legs, or if maybe they have got a, a disability, they may have one leg or their limb might be shorter than the other. But the fact is, they are human just as you are. Praise the Lord. Irrespective of how they look, but it, they, are, they have still been created by God. And so they are the image, the likeness of the Father. If not God, then who? Praise the Lord. Listen, look at the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 10. 1 Corinthians chapter 10, let's read from verse 23 to 33. I'll read the Passion Translation of the Bible. 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse number 23. The Bible reads, You say, under grace there are no rules, and we are free to do anything we please. Not exactly. Because not everything promotes growth in others. Hallelujah. Your slogan, we are allowed to do anything we choose, may be true. But not everything causes the spiritual advancement of others. So Apostle Paul is saying that we are fond of saying I can do what I want. We are fond of saying I am free to do as I please. We are fond of saying I am, I am free to speak as I want. We are fond of saying I am free to eat, to drink anything I want. We are fond of saying I am free to do anything, to go anywhere because I am free. God has given me free will. That may be true. But what Apostle Paul is saying is, in you making that statement, understand that whatever you are claiming to be free to do or say should not be on the account of someone else. Hallelujah. In you, in me being free, it should not mean that it must discourage my neighbor, my sister, or my brother. If that is the case, then I cannot claim that I am free. If the way that I am speaking is causing someone to be discouraged, someone to be hurt, someone to be, you know, to feel be belittled, then I cannot claim that I am free to say what I want because it is affecting the life of someone else. Listen to Apostle Paul. He continues to say in verse number 24. So don't always seek what is best for you at the expense of another. 
verse 25. Yes, you are free to eat anything without worrying about your conscience. For the earth and all its abundance belongs to the Lord. Verse 27. So if an unbeliever invites you to dinner, listen to this. Verse number 27 of 1 Corinthians chapter 10. Verse number 27. If, if an unbeliever invites you to dinner, go ahead and eat whatever is served without asking questions concerning where it comes from. Verse number 28. But if he goes out of his way to inform you that the meat was actually an offering sacrificed to idols, then you should pass, not only for his sake, but because of his conscience. Praise the Lord. Now, I have heard people condemn food. I have heard people condemn franchises. I have heard people condemn clothing. I have heard people condemn shops. I have heard people condemn all sorts of things on the earth. But the word of God is saying, if you are condemning these things, hallelujah, and your condemnation is causing someone else to be affected in their spiritual life, it is causing someone else to be affected in their confidence, then we have a problem. Praise the Lord. And on top of that, he's saying, if you are invited by people whom you may be calling unbelievers. Now, this is an important one for you Christians, for us Christians. Hallelujah. Because we are the ones who like doing this. We are the ones who like calling other people unbelievers, people who don't pray, people who don't come to church, people who are sinners, people we cannot associate with. We like saying those statements. But here, Apostle Paul is saying, if you are invited by anyone who is an unbeliever, anyone who does not share your faith, the word of God is saying through Apostle Paul that accept the invite, go there and eat what they have presented. Because everything has been given by God. He says, if you are told that what you are about to eat is a sacrifice to idols, hallelujah, then you have got a right to say, listen, I cannot partake in this. I cannot eat this. Hallelujah. If not God, then who? Listen to Apostle Paul, verse number 29. He says, I'm talking about someone else's conscience, not yours. What good is there in doing what you please if it's condemning, if it's condemned by someone else? Verse number 30. So if I voluntarily participate, why should I be judged for celebrating my freedom? <laughs> I don't know if you understand. Apostle Paul is saying, if I choose to go, and dine with the people who are called non-believers. If I choose to go dine with the people whom everyone else is condemning, then uh, uh, he, he goes and he asks a question. He says, um, my, my, my. He says, if I'm talking about someone else's conscience, not yours, what good is there in doing what you please if it's condemning someone else? And he says, if it is a choice, hallelujah, if it is a choice to participate, why should I be judged for celebrating my freedom? Whether you eat or drink, life, live your life in a way that glorifies and honors God. So the secret, the catch in life is whatever you are doing, whatever you are saying, make sure that the priority is to please God. Praise God. In your heart, in your spirit, if you are saying that I, I want to please God, if your conscience is clean, if your motive is clean, then what the word of God is saying is you should be okay with what you are going to do. But the moment you are about to take a step and your conscience is unclear, the moment you are about to say something or do something and in your spirit you can feel it, you know this is wrong, then indeed it is wrong. That's what Apostle Paul is saying. That it is high time that we start listening to the Spirit. It's time that we start listening to the Word of God. 
It's time that we start listening to what our conscience is communicating because the conscience is linked to the Holy Spirit. Praise the Lord. You say it is a gut feeling. I have repeated this many times, but it is actually the Holy Spirit communicating to you. If not God, then who? And in verse number 33, Apostle Paul says, Follow my example, for I try to please everyone in all things rather than putting my liberty first. I sincerely attempt to do anything I can so that others may be saved. Apostle Paul is saying, I do whatever I can. I try my best to make sure that I can help in the saving of lives. I do what I can in making sure that I can contribute towards the saving of souls, the saving of people's lives. If not God, then who? Now, it could happen while at home, at work, on a road, on the air, at the hospital. Well, okay, now look at Matthew. Look at Matthew. Matthew chapter 7. I want you to look at Matthew chapter 7. Uh, we're about to finish. Matthew chapter 7, verse 21. My message, my subject is, if not God, then who? If not the Holy Spirit, then who? If not Jesus Christ, then who? Because remember, according to the word of God, God is the three in one. He is God the Father, He is God the Son, and He is God the Holy Spirit. So today's message is, if it is not the Holy Spirit, then who are you referring to? If it is not the Lord Jesus Christ, then who are you referring to? If it is not God the Creator, the Father, then who are you referring to? If it is not any of these three, then where is the credit going to? Where is the gratitude going to? Where is the appreciation going to? Where is the acknowledgement going to? Hallelujah. If it has nothing to do with God, the Father, the Son, and the Spirit, then who is responsible? Hallelujah. Matthew chapter 7, verse 21. I'll read the New Living Translation of the Bible. Verse 21 of Matthew chapter 7, the Bible reads, Not everyone who calls out to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven. Only those who actually do the will of my Father in heaven will enter. On a judgment day, many will say to me, Lord, Lord, we prophesied in your name and cast out demons in your name and performed many miracles in your name. Verse 23. But I will reply, I never knew you. Get away from me, you who break God's laws. I want us to take a moment. Hallelujah. Today, everyone or most people want to claim that what they are doing is for God. There are a lot of people who are claiming that they are prophets and they are prophesying the word of God. There are many people who are claiming to be servants of God and that they are indeed preaching the word of God. There are many people who are claiming to be worshippers and they are saying that they are indeed worshipping God. There are many people who are walking into the church claiming to be saints and doing the will of God and yet they may not be doing that. There are many people who are saying to others, I had a dream about you, God said this. I had a, a, a revelation about you, God said this. I had a vision, God said this. But Jesus Christ is sending a warning. He is saying on the last day, hallelujah, on the day when you are called, on the day when you pass away, on the day when you leave the earth, praise Lord, after everything has taken place, on the final day, the judgment day, praise God, 
God. The Bible is saying Jesus is going to be saying to some people that I never knew you, get away from me. And yet these may be individuals who have been claiming here on the earth to be pastors like me. Maybe it is people who have been claiming to be prophets. Maybe it is people who have been claiming to be apostles. Maybe it is people who have been claiming to be evangelists, teachers of the word. Maybe it is people who have been claiming to be worshippers in the church. Maybe it is people who have been claiming to be leaders, to be elders. Maybe it is people who have been claiming to be good. Maybe it is people who have been claiming to be innocent. Maybe it is people who have been claiming to be Christians. Hallelujah. But Jesus is saying he is going to determine, he is going to search, he is going to establish who indeed were the real people before him. Hallelujah. And it is going to be painful because Jesus is saying, I am going to say to you, get away from me, you who did evil. I never knew you. If not God, then who? So before we rush and claim that God has said, before we rush and say that God has told us, before we rush and say that it is indeed a true message, the gospel, before we rush and say that indeed we mean well, before we rush and say that we are true worshippers, before we rush and say that we are indeed fasting, before we rush and say that we are indeed intercessors, we have been praying, we are praying, I want us individually to search ourselves and ask the question, is it, is it really God? Is it really the Holy Spirit? Is it really the, 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 the Lord Jesus himself? Hallelujah. If not God, then who? It is easy to please people on earth because people will not know if you are telling the truth or not. Hallelujah. People may be fooled by the way I speak, by the way I do things, but the people will not really understand if it is indeed God with me. Hallelujah. So I am saying the, the, the onus, the importance, the responsibility lies with all of us. That whatever we are claiming, whatever we are doing, understand that a day, a time is going to come when we all individually are going to be accountable before God. And Jesus is making it clear that I am warning you that on the day there is going to be indeed surprises. If not God, then who? It could happen, uh, okay, I said this already, right? Uh, let's look at uh, Romans chapter 14. Let me finish with Romans chapter 14. I want to finish now. Let's finish with Romans chapter 14. I'll read from verse number 1. Romans chapter 14. Let's open our Bibles from the book of Romans chapter 14. Praise be to God. Praise be to God. Now, I, I understand that these are not the type of messages that you want to hear. These are the type of messages that most do not want to listen to. These are the type of messages that people are not prepared to hear. These are the type of messages that even other servants of God might not be ready to preach. These are the type of messages that leaders, elders in the church might not be willing to listen to. These are the type of messages that the worshippers may not be listen, uh, willing to listen to. These are the type of messages that you know, families might not be interested in. These are the type of messages that young men and women, boys and girls are not ready to hear. But this is the truth. Praise the Lord. As long as the message is coming from this book, 
the Bible, then you must know that it is true and there is a reason and need for us to hear it. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. So I, I am not here, I am afraid to say I am not here to make friends. I am not here to be popular. I am not here to be loved. I am not here to be liked by telling false statements. No, that cannot be me. Hallelujah. I have been called and mine is to tell what God has given me. And today he is saying to me and you that if not God, then who? Hallelujah. Yes, we are going to share those messages to encourage one another, to empower one another. We are going to speak messages about victory, messages about uh, uh, growth, messages about favor, messages about faith, messages about all those good things. Yes, but we have to always be reminded that when, when I will be accountable, when I am going to stand before Christ, it is going to be me and the Lord alone. No one else to back me, no one else to support me, no one else to speak on my behalf. Hallelujah. So it is important to always be reminded, to always be brought back, to always be um, um, mindful that everything you are doing and saying, uh, there will be a day when you have to report. Hallelujah. If not God, then who? Romans chapter 14. Okay, we want to finish. Romans chapter 14. Let's read from verse 1 quickly. Receive one who is weak in the faith. But not to dispute over doubtful things. For one believes he may eat all things, but he who is weak eats only vegetables. <laughs> Pay attention. Verse number three. Let not him who eats despise him who does not eat. And let him who does not eat judge him who eats for God receives him. If you are a vegetarian, do not despise anyone who is eating meat. And if you eat meat, do not despise a vegetarian. Hallelujah. Just because you do not like something, do not look at anyone that likes it as a bad person. Hallelujah. Because Christ is saying God receives him. Now, this is a dangerous statement. Hallelujah. You might be judging me. I might be judging you. You might be judging them. They might be judging you. But God, Christ is saying, I receive them. Hallelujah. So while you are busy wasting time judging other people, while you are busy wasting time pointing fingers at other people, while you are wasting time speaking about them, Christ is saying, I have accepted them. Hallelujah. So be careful. If not God, then who? Focus on you. Hallelujah. Focus on you. Praise the Lord. Verse number four. Who are you to judge another's servants? Hallelujah. Now, everyone is created by God. You do not own anyone. I do not own anyone. Hallelujah. Even the son whom God has blessed you with, even the daughter whom God has blessed you with, you have only been trusted to bring them on this earth and to parent them, to guide them. But God is the owner. Hallelujah. So Christ is asking a question, who are you to judge someone else's servants? And he says to his owner's master, he stands or falls. So it is before Jesus that anyone stands or falls. Hallelujah. It is not before me. Don't try to please Tadala because Tadala is a man like you. Hallelujah. Don't try to please Tadala because Tadala is just a human being like you. Don't try to please Tadala because Tadala also goes before God and cries. Don't try to please Tadala because Tadala goes before God and says, God, help me. Don't try to please Tadala because Tadala goes before God and says, Jesus, help me in this weakness. Don't try to please Tadala because Tadala goes before the Lord and says, Lord, it is too hard. Praise the Lord. So your interest must be in pleasing the maker himself. If not God, then who? 
Hallelujah. Don't try to please the pastor of the church because the church is not going to be there to stand with you on the day of judgment. Hallelujah. It is going to be you and your Lord. So your focus must be to please God and God alone. If you're trying to please your mother and your father, your mother and the father are not going to defend you on judgment day. They are not going to defend you on the last day. Hallelujah. It is going to be Jesus and you. Praise the Lord. So your focus must be how am I living before God? Whether they laugh at me, whether they look at me, whether they point the fingers up, whether they judge me, but let it be God. If not God, then who? And he says to his own master, he stands or falls. Indeed, he will be made to stand for God is able to make him stand. My, my, my. Ah, Romans chapter 4, verse number 4 at the end. Holy Spirit, Lina Mosanda Laba Katia. Ah, line mosondo luba kasita lipe kamosho dobo sata. Mana ni nosondo luba kapasa dabakata. Romans chapter 14, look at verse number 4. My God, my God, forgive us, Jehovah. He says, to his own master he stands or he falls. Indeed, he will be made to stand for God is able to make him stand. So even though I have fallen today and you are laughing at me, even though I seem like a sinner today and you are pointing fingers at me, even though I do not have all the qualities today and you are pointing fingers at me, the Bible is saying that Jesus is the one who will make me to stand. Hallelujah. A man cannot make me to stand. A woman cannot make me to stand. Yes, you can speak good. Yes, you can try and encourage me. But the Bible is saying only Jesus can make someone to stand. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So before you can call someone a sinner, before you can put a label on them, understand that it is Jesus that can forgive, not you. Hallelujah. It is Jesus that is going to cause them to be saved and not you. You cannot redeem anyone. I cannot redeem anyone. I never died for anyone and I will not die for anyone like Jesus. I, 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 I cannot shed my blood to save anyone, but Jesus shed his blood for you. Hallelujah. So he is saying it is Jesus that will make people to stand. And verse number five, one person esteems one day above another. My, my, my. Listen, we have got this silly, silly, and I call it silly. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I am saying silly because listen to the word of God. We are busy debating which day is the right day to worship God. Hallelujah. We are fighting. Some are saying it is Saturday. Some are saying it is Sunday. You know, others will say whatever day of the week it is, Monday to, to Sunday, pick a day. Listen to what the word of God says. Verse number five of Romans chapter 14. He says, one person esteems one day above another. Hallelujah. Another esteems every day alike. Let each one be fully convinced in his own mind. This is Jesus speaking. Praise the Lord. My, my, my. Apostle Paul is speaking here. Jesus is speaking through Apostle Paul. He's saying, while you are busy wasting time and saying, no, 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 you are worshipping on the wrong day. While you are busy wasting time and saying, no, 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 you are going to church on the wrong day. While you are wasting time and saying, no, 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 eh, Christmas is not that day. While you are wasting time and arguing about Easter. While you are wasting time and, you know, wasting time and arguing about the days. Jesus is saying through Apostle Paul that, listen, everyone has to esteem this in their own mind. Whatever you say is the right day, then so be it. God is not going to look at the day, but God is going to look at how you are doing it. Hallelujah. It is not going to be a debate about days. Praise the Lord. We are not going to stand on judgment day and be debating about days, which day was right, which day was wrong. No, 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 no. We are wasting time. 
Hallelujah. We are wasting time. And he says in verse number six, he who observes the day observes it to the Lord. So you are not observing the day because of people. Hallelujah. If you decide tomorrow is going to be your day of worship, you are doing it to the Lord. If you decide Wednesday is your day of worship, you are doing it to the Lord. If you decide Friday is your day of worship, you are doing it to the Lord. If you decide Saturday or Sunday is your day of worship, you are doing it to the Lord. You are not doing it because of men, but you are doing it to the Lord. And he says, and he who does not observe the day to the Lord, he does not observe it. He who eats, eats to the Lord, for he gives God thanks. And he who does not eat to the Lord, he does not eat and give thanks. So don't waste time arguing about these silly arguments we have been having for generations. Don't waste time. Hallelujah. We have got little time on earth. Our time is limited. Praise the Lord. Instead of focusing on things that matter, which is to please God, we are fighting about things that don't matter. Praise the Lord. So focus on God. If not God, then who? And he says in verse number seven, for none of us lives to himself and no one dies to himself. No one lives for himself and no one dies for himself. Verse number eight, for if we live, we live to the Lord. And if we die, we die to the Lord. Therefore, whether we live or die, we are the Lord's. Verse number nine, for to this end Christ died and rose and lived again that he might be Lord of both the dead and the living. Verse number 10, but why do you judge your brother? Ha! I know it is one o'clock and I'm going to finish. Pardon me for that. Romans chapter 14. This is important that I finish. Okay. Romans chapter 14. Look at verse number 10. The Bible says, but why do you judge your brother? Why do you judge your sister? Why do you judge your neighbor? Why do you judge your colleague? Why do you judge your friend? Why do you judge that couple? Why do you judge that family? Why do you judge that nation? Hallelujah. And he says, oh, why do you show contempt for your brother? For we shall all stand before the judgment seat of Christ. Hallelujah. If not God, then who? If not Jesus, then who? If not the Holy Spirit, then who? And he says, verse number 11, all right? He says, for it is written, as I live, says the Lord, every knee shall bow to me and every tongue shall confess to God. So then each of us shall give account of himself. This is what I have been saying. Romans chapter 14, verse number 12. So then each of us shall give account of himself. I love my wife so much and I'll do anything for her. One thing, unfortunately, that I cannot do for her is to stand on the judgment day on her behalf. I love my siblings. I love my family so much. I love my mom, my aunt. I love my uncles. You know, I, I love my, my, my grandparents. I, I love my friends. I, I love, you know, uh, I've got friends, you know, neighbors. I've, I've got um, um, colleagues, people I, I, I care for so much. But one thing I cannot do for any of them is to stand on their behalf on the day of judgment. Hallelujah. The Bible says, unfortunately, this one, everyone has to do on their own. Therefore, let us not judge one another anymore, but rather resolve this, not to put a stumbling block or cause to fall in our brother's way. I know and I am convinced by the Lord that there is nothing unclean in itself. I want you to pay attention, all right? We are finishing. Um, uh, Romans 14 verse 14. It says, I know and I'm convinced by the Lord Jesus 
that there is nothing unclean of itself. But to him who considers anything to be unclean, to him it is unclean. If you say that you do not eat pork because it is unclean, then let it be for you and not for anyone else. If you claim that you cannot worship on uh, a Sunday or a Saturday or a Friday or a Monday, let it be for you and not for anyone else. If you say that if, if someone cannot pray at 12 midnight, uh, then they are not praying. The Bible says it is for you and no one else. So if you feel that the best prayer is at 1 a.m., let that be for you. Hallelujah. If you feel that a true Christian must fast, let it, that be for you and not for the next person. Read the word, be convinced by it, but do not cause what you think that is best for you to be for everyone else. Unless it is the word of God. And yet what I am teaching is also the same word. And he says in, in, in verse number 15, all right? Yet if your brother is grieved because of your food, you are no longer walking in love. Hallelujah. If you make your brother to feel bad because you don't eat something, if you make your brother or your sister to feel bad because they don't worship on a certain day, if you make them feel bad because they are not fasting or say, praying in a certain way, the Bible says what you do not have, you are no longer walking in love. Do not destroy with your food the one of whom Christ died. Therefore, do not let your good be spoken of as evil. For the kingdom of God is not eating and drinking, but righteousness and peace and joy and in the Holy Ghost. Verse 18, for he who serves Christ in these things is acceptable to God and approved by men. Verse 19, therefore, let us pursue the things which make for peace and the things which by one may edify one another. Hallelujah. Edify one another. And verse 20, do not destroy the work of God for the sake of food. All things indeed are pure, but it, it is evil for the man who eats with offense. It is it is good neither to eat meat or drink wine, nor to do anything by which your brother stumbles or is offended by it. And it says in verse 22, do you have faith? Have it to yourself before God. <laughs> do you have faith? <laughs> Romans chapter 14 verse 22. Here is a question for you. He says, do you have faith? Have it to yourself before God. Happy is he who does not condemn his, himself in what he approves. <laughs> Just because you have faith, do not condemn someone else because they don't have faith. Mm. Did you hear that? Just because you have faith, just because you believe, just because you know, just because you strongly feel, just because you have got affection for, do not condemn anyone else who does not. Verse number 23, but he who doubts is condemned if he eats because he does not eat from faith. For whatever is from faith is, uh, whatever is not of faith is sin. So it has to be a story or a subject for individuals. Hallelujah. You have to look at your faith. I have to look at my faith. And whatever you are convicted by faith, hallelujah, then that's what you must do. Praise the Lord. We are going to continue to teach the word of God. We are going to continue to read the word of God. But ultimately, the teaching is not enough. The preaching is not enough. It will take you to apply the word in your life. It will take you to be with God, with the Lord Jesus, with the Holy Spirit, and communicate. If not God, then who? Praise the Lord. Let me pray. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, I thank you and I bless you for this afternoon. I worship you and I honor you because, God, you gave me a word that I have spoken and delivered to your people. Father, thank you because your children need the word. 
There are so many messages today, my father, which are itching to the ear. Messages which are enticing to the heart. Messages, my Lord, which are pleasing to the soul. And yet they do not carry the truth. So I pray that whenever you give such a message, my father, there is a reason and a purpose. I honor you and I thank you. Receive the glory. In Jesus' mighty name I pray. Amen. Hallelujah. Before I let you go, I have got an important message, all right? Um, last weekend, if not the weekend before, I had a dream. And in this dream, I was on an airplane with so many people. And the people who were on the airplane, I could not tell who they were. I could not recognize the people on the plane. Hallelujah. So it was a big airplane with so many people. And suddenly the airplane was cut. Hallelujah. So there was a piece of the airplane that was cut. And the airplane was falling. So there was something wrong with this big airplane. And the airplane was falling. Now I am on this airplane with so many people. And the people started to panic. People were crying out. So I was the only one that was standing and looking at the people, looking at the situation. And as the people were crying and screaming, the Lord showed me, uh, he took my attention, he shifted my attention from the calamity or the chaos within the plane to a building that was outside. And the instruction was for me to tell everyone to jump on the building. Praise the Lord. And I started, jumped on the building, and everyone that was starting to follow to jump on the building with me was safe. And this took place twice. I woke, I was taken out of a sleep, I was woken out of a sleep, then immediately I was taken back into it, and the same events took place. So I am here to say to you that I have been given, I am on a mission, I have been called to teach, to preach, to share the word. And mine is to give warning, mine is to give word, mine is to speak the word as it is. And according to the word, according to the Lord, those that are going to listen and take that what God is speaking is true are the ones who are going to be saved. Hallelujah. Mine is only to give the word as God gives me. Whether you believe it, whether you take it is entirely up to you. But what I urge, what I encourage you to do is take time to pray. Take time to read the Bible. Take time to listen to the messages. And God is going to confirm to you what needs to happen. Hallelujah. All right. So thank you once more. Um, I have had a wonderful time. I appreciate you for taking your time um, to watch the message with me. And once more, apologies that I have exceeded um, one o'clock by I think 10 or 11 minutes, but it was necessary that I finish what I had to, to deliver. Praise the Lord. So um, I want to wish you a wonderful week. I want to announce that you are favored. You are, you are blessed. And what you're going to do this week is going to be favored. You're going to receive communication messages of comfort. You're going to receive messages of guidance and of direction. Hallelujah. So take time, speak to the Lord and let him know. And continue imagining, continue thinking, continue pondering on the word that if not God, then who? If not God, then who? If not Jesus Christ, then who? If not the Holy Spirit, then who? All right. Thank you so much. And may God bless you. Shalom.